That is right. You are on the clock. Today's episode, we're going to, you are on the clock. We're going to present active scenarios you'll have in your draft this year for 2022. We're going to present the options, the grounds, the context to the situation and put each other on the spot. We don't know what we're going to ask the other one. Um, it's going to be a surprise. So it's going to get spontaneous reactions as you will have to make during your draft. Happy Friday, folks. Happy Friday. This is the Wagon Fantasy Football Podcast. And yes, today we're going to be proposing a few common scenarios that we see happening in drafts. And I'm going, I, I have a list, Colin has a list, and we're just going to display them to each other and get their, get each other's opinions on we what did, action should be taken. We did not show each other or type. Usually we have a doc for each podcast where we type notes in collaboratively. We made these separate so we can surprise the other with our questions. That way we get the initial reaction from the other. Um, before, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Wagme Fantasy. Visit our website. Subscribe to our newsletter. It's 100% free. You have nothing to lose, all to gain in your route to becoming a championship caliber fantasy manager. Visit www.wagmefantasy.com and you'll be subscribed in no time. Nick, you are on the clock. You have the turnaround at the 112 and the 201. You pick Stephon Diggs because you want that elite, safe wide receiver. One, now you want your running back one at the 201. DeAndre Swift or Nick Chubb as your best options? Um, I really don't want to leave any drafts with Nick Chubb as my running back one on my team. Um, I think that we kind of overlook him a bit. I'm really not even taking him as a running back two because I don't like the – the ambiguity with the offense right now with Deshaun Watson, um, his receiving upside is very, very limited, especially with a healthy Kareem Hunt. Um, if I'm taking Chubb, I want him as my RB2. I can I can manage with Swift as my RB1. The receiving upside is insane. That offense is going to look good. They have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Um, yes, Swift was, um, I think, below the 40 mark in running back in between the tackles efficiency yards in between that's the not tackles. Where his bread and butter is no it's either. not it's receiving and that's i recognize that yeah i think i'm taking swift every time there i think chubb is far and away a better running back but the upside for chubb his ceiling is limited it's his his, his best games are going to be 120 yards and hopefully two touchdowns yeah. that's a chubb best game and that can't happen every week it can only happen a few times in a season and when that doesn't happen you're gonna be you you won't i wouldn't say disappointed but you won't be like yes You'll be frustrated. that's my guy yeah you're gonna be like why did kareem hunt get that touchdown or why is kareem hunt getting seven catches today it doesn't make sense chubb's better both are um, going around the same adp at that turnaround to early second round i think I do agree with you that I don't really want to take Nick Chubb in that range. He would have to fall in my lap as my RB2. Um, what do you got for me? Okay, so my first scenario, um, I have it labeled what I believe to be the clear drop-off from dominant talent. So your pick eight, round one. Taylor, CMC, Eck, Cook, Henry, Cup, and Jettas are all gone. Those are the top seven guys. I think we can both agree on that. I'm great there at the cutoff yep. okay i think that is probably the worst spot to be on if unless you're going i don't know you think i i well what are my options what are my options okay so your options would be you could go running back you could take naji or mixon or you could go receiver and you could take Diggs or adams 
or Chase, I guess you could throw Chase in there. I know you're not too high on Chase, so I didn't include So I like drafting in the second half of the draft order. I don't mind the eight spot because I'm going to get uh, the turnaround. I'm you're not, close enough to the turnaround. Yep, I'm not going to get that late of a first-round pick where it's like, ooh, I missed on the elite caliber, the S-tier caliber of fantasy value. Um, I'm at the eighth overall pick, so there's still a, a high-end studs name out there. And to me, that's Joe Mixon. He's going to be a very safe RB1 this year. He finished as an RB4 last year, um, and his offense only got better. I mean, they signed a whole, an entirely new right side of their offensive line center, right guard and right tackle, Leo Collins, the tackle, um, Alex Kappa, the guard, and their center is Ted Karras. So, you know, the big thing about the Bengals offense as to why perhaps they didn't win a Super Bowl last year was because their offensive line allowed Joe Burrow to die. Um, that's going to be fixed this year. Joe Mixon's efficiency marks weren't great at all. I mean, him and Najee both were volume guys, not efficiency. But Mixon, um, he has a receiving prowess, even with Samaji P. Ryan there. And he scored 16 touchdowns last year, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. right. I think they're only gonna, he's only going to find the end zone more this year. I mean, he's 6'1", 230. He's the evident um, feature back in that offense as he should be. Um, and he's the goal line guy for them. I only see him scoring more next year. And I think he can become more efficient. He's a great runner. Joe Mixon's my answer. If I were to take a wide receiver, um, that'd kind of be a reach for Stephon Diggs, but yeah. I'd probably go Diggs just because I present it as he's the safest out of the tree of Jamar Chase, Devante, and himself. But um, yeah. So I'm going Joe. So you want to go Joe? Does that mean in your in after the turnaround? What do you think you'd target? I just have so I'm, quick question. I'm like eight picks later, so I'm right around sixteen. Yeah. Um, who would be on the board? It might. Be I wasn't really job. talking names. I, I was just saying, do you would, if, in that position, do you want to stir up running back or do you want to take an, uh, a receiver? It de it depends who's there. Yeah. And if Travis Kelsey were to fall there, I would take Travis Kelsey just because he's got the highest value above the field in his position. Um, I would probably go running back because I think the depth in that middle team, yeah, like Aaron Alvin Jones. Kamara. Yeah. Um, I could reach for Aaron Jones, but if Kamara's not suspended, I would go, that'd probably be my target. Um, but yeah, Joe's the answer at the eight overall spot for me after that elite top seven goes away. What's I, the, sorry, what's, what's the max number of games suspended that you would still take Kamara in that position? I wouldn't draw like even if it was if it was two, I would just say, yeah, whatever. It's I'll, I can I'll deal it. with it. Yeah, but if it's four plus, I mean he's definitely gonna drop into the he's gonna drop regardless, even if he's yeah. suspended one game. It's it's gonna be priced in somehow. He's gonna mm -hmm. drop in ADP. But if it's four plus, you can probably get Alvin Kamara in the third round or later. If it's six, like I've read, um, that Jacob Fabian, another guy, shout out to you. I shout out Nick Shicey last time. This is Jacob <laughs> Fabian. On Twitter, he did uh, the mock draft with us on Monday, and he was explaining it as if Alvin Kamara um, gets suspended at all, it's going to be six-plus game according to the code of conduct or whatever. But that's still an if. Like, that has to be decided. I think it's August 1st is the trial. Um, 
so we'll see with him if it's six games he's definitely going to fall he's going to fall far like fifth round mm-hmm. perhaps and that could possibly be a league winner if you can afford him being on your bench and if it's two i say you eat the bullet yeah um so i'm gonna ask you another really early on draft scenario you drafted austin Eckler, your baby at the 103 at c late second and c lame is gone that's your typical target you want your rb2 Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Saquon Barkley on the board. Who do you get? Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley. Um, see, I'm I, I like taking Saquon in the third if I can get him at the beginning of the third. And if I'm getting Eckler, that means I do have an early pick at the third. So maybe I'd wait. The other two names were Jones and Lenny. Right? Yeah. And um, you're afraid that both of them will be picked in between the time you draft and it'll come back to you. So you can only get one. This is okay. one shot. One shot. Do not miss a chance or blow. Huh. I think that I'm going to go with Aaron Jones in that situation. Um, the absence of Devontae Adams, we've spoken about it before. I think that Aaron Jones is the will lead that team in receptions this year. I don't think that's a crazy take either. Um, he's got insane touchdown upside. He's uber efficient when he does have the ball. I'm going to take a guy who's going to get 90 catches, I think is a safe number to say, honestly, out of that backfield. 90 is steep for my blood, but I, um, I, I think it's like 60 at the floor, 75 is likely. I forget. Actually, I haven't done the NFC North. Um, so you're saying Aaron Jones between Jones, Fournette, and Barkley. I think consensus would agree with you, and so would I. Um, but you can make a case for any three there. Lenny came in fat. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I ain't worried about Lenny. No, man. I'm not worried about Lenny. Either, he, but, he, um... he a dog. He a dog. I mentioned how he's a dark horse candidate for the RB1 overall spot. Um, I can stick to my guns, but Aaron Jones is another guy that you talk about. He is a dark horse for that top overall spot. Really, any of those three names have the high upside. Um, Saquon, I, I almost, I'm regretting not saying Saquon, to be honest. I think that I, I said it in our last podcast on Wednesday that I think that he has RB1 upside this season. I don't think that Aaron Jones has RB1 upside just splitting that backfield. Um, I think that Saquon does. However, I don't really want, Eckler is a little bit injury prone. I wouldn't say that I'm too worried about him getting injured, but I really want like a, just a safer player. I think than Saquon in that situation. If I have Eckler, if I had Jonathan Taylor, I think I'd take Saquon, but if I have Eckler, I think I'm going to take Aaron Jones. That's an interesting um, perspective to put it. Yeah. What about Derek Henry, CMC or Dalvin cook? Oh, if I have CMC, I'm not taking Saquon as my RB. Yeah. That's just, that's what you did last year and <laughs> who, who you're not last year two years two ago. years ago yeah yeah that didn't work out too well actually no wait i took them Saquon's rookie year i got barkley is that what you did okay yep. so then it worked CMC. out very well yep 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 <laughs> one and two baby it could work out very well this year too but yeah we, so you're saying that. it depends on how safe your first running back is yes if i have a guy like even if i had like Najee or joe Mixon there i'm taking saquon just okay. someone who's going to even Derrick Henry too. I, I think that he'll be fine this year health wise. Um, but with Eckler, it's just, I don't know. He just has a feel to him that he's a little less safe than the other guys that I've just mentioned. And when you have a guy like that, you really just want to, you, you want to shore up your RB two spot because you never know when someone, if you have like a CMC or I wouldn't include Eckler in the, in the CMC debate with risk level. Right. However, 
he is closer than I think the guys that I mentioned. So okay. I'm not going to take a Saquon as my RB2, another risky guy. Did you ask the same one? <laughs> Go on. Move it. Uh, your next situation. <laughs> my scenario too. So yeah, round two, pick 11. You have Eckler, but I also have a, um, a notation or you have Cup. So let's say you have Cup. Because okay, we, we just, well, you know what? Do you want to give an answer to both? What would you do? You, you have Eckler on the board is your pick round two pick 11 on the board is Aaron Jones, Saquon or Evans. So round two pick 11. So this is a little different because if I have Austin Eckler, that means Jonathan Taylor went one oh one. So I know the team after me at that, that they are the only two picks in between my pick and my next pick. So I know they're only going to take one running back and likely their top receiver. They're not going to go three running backs. They're likely okay. going to stay balanced. I'm going to take Mike Evans here because he is an elite wide receiver option. I think this year, I think he's a top eight wide receiver. He's certainly a top 12 guy. Um, He always has been. Why did I pick Evans? You already have that written down because he's going to score 15 plus times. I mean, he's scored 27 times since Tom Brady has been there every 8.3 targets. He scores a touchdown with Brady. I think he's very safe to be a, an elite wide receiver one, as I said, um, I projected him. He's going to be in my top five um, yeah. when I go through all the projections. It's set in stone. Especially without Godwin's situation is not looking good. He's, hey, he's hurt. I mean, he is hurt and recovering. So at the round two, pick 11, I have Austin Eckler, or even if I had CMC, any running back, because I know Jonathan Taylor came off the board at one. Actually, no, I don't. The top overall spot was a running back, regardless of who it was. Yeah. I know their turnaround, they're going to go one running back, yeah. one wide receiver. So you're going to get Jones or Saquon. I'm going to get Jones or Saquon or perhaps Leonard Fournette um, is going right around there when it wraps around me. I'm going to sure up my wide receiver one spot and not let Mike Evans go to the team at the wraparound. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Mike Evans in the second round, um, even if that's perhaps a reach in ADP. Um, but yeah, I'm going to share it up because knowing my opponent, the team drafting after me, they're, they're going to take Mike Evans if I don't. And I'm okay with any of those three running backs, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, or Leonard Fournette as my RB2. Um, so I'm going to let whoever the team after me doesn't want, I'm going to let them fall into my lap in the third round. So do you want to look at that situation Five. because it's similar to what you just gave me? Yeah, if you have Cup. Cooper Cup. Um, and then it's the same people on the board. So if I had Cooper Cup, it would – ooh, that's a little different. I would take Aaron Jones. I need my RB1. Yeah. Um, ironically, those were the cornerstones to my team last year. Um, that has nothing to do with it, though. I think Aaron Jones is best out of the trio of Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and himself. Um, I'm going to take Jones for kind of the same rationale. If I have um, Cooper Cup, um, I know my opponent is going to take – a wide receiver and a running back after Mm -hmm. me. I need to get the running back that I want. Um, I want Aaron Jones out of that trio. So I'm going to spend my higher pick on him. And then whoever falls in my lap, whether it's Saquon, whether it's Mike Evans, or whether it's Leonard Fournette, or even Nick Chubb, perhaps if he's slipping down the board, um, I'm going to pick that guy as my RB2 or wide receiver one, because I'm, I'm very flexible. If I have Cooper cup on my roster, Um, since he's such an elite wide receiver one, I can be okay with a low end wide receiver too. Um, I do need to catch up in running backs though, because I don't have a top eight running back at that point. 
So that's why you should emphasize if you take yeah. Cooper Cup in the first round, you're in the back half of the second round. Um, running backs are not falling. They're they are being drafted. You're getting close to running back two territory as your RB1. You need to sure that up in the second round. Take Aaron Jones, make your life easy. Okay. So it does, I that just goes to show situation um can in change a pick completely because just one name there changed your answer and the reasoning behind that was good because we cover pretty much every um possibility from that spot and that's going to happen to if you're a top three pick that's going to happen to you um so i i'm gonna take i'm gonna you're on the clock here you neglected wide receiver and you need your wide receiver one fast it's the middle of the third round perhaps you got a really strong running back duo uh Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift yeah and, sure yeah whatever um it's the middle of the third and Keenan Allen and T Higgins are your two best options before the dead zone of wide receiver who do you pick Keenan Allen or T Higgins yep. um both are so to be my wide receiver one I'm going to take a wide receiver one and that is Keenan Allen it is not T Higgins um good rationale on his own team I'm saying uh there's a chance that T Higgins finishes top 12 however I don't see him finishing quite that high um I I also see T Higgins as a better Mike Williams um he's somewhat volatile in his gameplay there are games where he he does disappear and it's Jamar Chase game I don't want that with my wide receiver one spot. I really want consistency there. And then as my wide receiver two, I'll take more of a boom bust kind of guy. Um, so in that position, I'm taking Keenan Allen almost every time, I think, because I, I really want the safe consistency. He's not going to win me weeks like T Higgins can with yep. absurd 40 point games, but he will keep me in weeks every single week. So yeah, Keenan Allen in that situation. So what if you had, um, Devontae Adams, you drafted him in the first round. Does that change your answer? And I have a running back as well. Yep. You got your RB1. Say right, so I got Adams and Swift. Yep. Or something like we that. Can say that. All right. Um, I would look at what running backs are on the board here. Um, maybe there's a James Conner, hopefully. But Cam Akers and Zeke are the best on the board. Cam Akers and Zeke. Yep. I'm going T Higgins, I think. In because a, in a vacuum, so you're saying if you need a wide receiver one, Allen, if it's your wide receiver two, T. Higgins? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because I as I really like a volatile guy as my wide receiver two. I, I'm Devontae Adams is going to, again, offer me just more consistency than Keenan Allen will, just a higher baseline than Allen. Um, well, we think so on, after the team switch. Um, but the talent's there for Adams. I don't see him regressing that much. But yeah, in that situation, I have my wide receiver one. I'm taking T. Higgins because I really want those game, those week winning um, performances from him. But if he's if I'm looking for my wide receiver one after taking two running backs, I'm going to take the consistency in Keenan Allen. I think that's those are both the safer answers. I think there we go. Um, I personally would make it easy on myself. I take Keenan Allen regardless because mm-hmm. I I know I can count on him more than I can count on T Higgins. I'd throw it in a vacuum and come out down nine times out of 10. Okay. But um, yeah, that, that thought process as a manager, you gotta, you gotta kind of know how to play your cards with risk and volatility and Allen and Higgins offer something different at relatively the same ADP. So yeah, thanks for covering that. It might be influenced by the fact that I want Mike Williams as my wide receiver three on a lot of teams. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid Keenan Allen. So that's why I would have said T Higgins if I'm looking for my wide receiver too. What you got for me? All right. 
So um, this is a situation where it's shaping up to be a zero running back strategy that you've went into this draft with. Your round three pick six, you have Justin Jefferson and Mark Andrews um, on the board. Um, I said Evans for the last one. I'm going to take him out of this. I'm going to say Debo. I'll say Debo um, is the receiver on the board because I could see him dropping in some of the drafts that we do because neither of us are too high on Debo, but we're not ignoring him, I would say. So on the board, Debo, Zeke, James Conner. Debo, Zeke, James Conner. I have Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one. And um, Mark Andrews as a at tight end. Mark Andrews. So I have a very elite tight end. I don't need to even – that. I can treat that as another flex piece, we'll just say. Um, but that shows up that position. I am going James Conner because I need my RB1 at this point. Um, I'm not quite ready to – fully commit to the zero RB strategy. If James Conner is available to me in the third round, I'm going to take him. I think he's very valuable. He scored 18 times last year and his efficiency metrics were not good. Um, not great. Okay. He had a 3.7 yards per carry mark. Um, that can really only improve, especially as a feature back this year. And perhaps that number is down low because he's used so highly in the red zone and in goal line situations. Again, he had 18 touchdowns. All of them came inside the red zone. I really like James Conner this year. I don't get why he's going right around RB15. Um, I think he's he finished as RB5 last yeah. year. I, I would take him over Zeke if we're going to throw it in a vacuum every time. Um, now, if Mike Evans did fall to me. I need to take I, Evans. So I'd, I just I'd entertain ask. that, but <laughs> I wouldn't want Debo. I don't really want to roster him. I think um, – learning lessons from i mentioned it in our very first podcast episode lessons learned from the 2021 season Allen robinson was disgruntled with his team in fact i also have an article about it if you visit www.wagmingfantasy.com it's one of our um the wise manager series articles but same situation as Allen robinson was in last year debo's in this year he's disgruntled with his team he's frustrated um his role is going to change a little bit you definitely know he's not going to handle 59 touches on the ground. Just how valuable is he without that rushing production? Um, we don't know. Brandon Ayuk is also emerging as a strong complementary wide receiver in the passing attack. I don't really want to roster Debo Samuel. Now he's fallen to the third round, so that's very interesting. He's far and away like the best guy with the ball in his hands. Um, but I'm going to take a guy that has the volume to be an RB1. That's James Conner. So Connor's not there. It's Zeke and Debo. Do you go zero RB or do you take running back? Zeke. Akers is there too. We'll say that. Uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll commit. Yeah. I'll commit. I'll okay. go zero RB at that point. I, I know you're high on like, Connor I, too, so I like Zeke. I, I like Zeke. Like, I do. I think he's very heavily disrespected at the RB18. I think he's going to finish as a top. Four. Never finished outside. Exactly. Top. 12 and even in his one season he only played in 10 games that's how great he is and consistent he is um but in the middle of the third round i don't know if i'd pick zeke just because like i don't know if i'm sketched out i'd be drafting him way above where consensus has him am i the one to uh, draft volatilely yes i like taking chances um but if i'm gonna risk it on debo or Zeke, whereas uh, D- 
Debo Samuel was a wide receiver two overall last year. He's still a great playmaker with the ball in his hands, and he's going to be a focal point to the offense. I'd rather take him compared to my wide receiver two. If I didn't, would be like Deontay Johnson. I think the upside with Debo um, hitting as a home run is much higher than having, um, yeah, Deontay Johnson as my wide receiver two. And if I punt RB1, I can still get like Josh Jacobs in the next round. Um, so that's my thought process is the trade-off between Debo and Deontay is far greater between Zeke and Josh Jacobs. That's why I'm going to go Debo Samuel in that situation. Okay. All right. So I got one. Um, you're let's go right back to Zeke. Cause I also have a scenario <laughs> involving Zeke. Zeke is falling in your draft. It's the early for fourth round and you contemplate, do I reach for my guy? Elijah Mitchell or take the tried and true Zeke. Let's just throw it in a vacuum right there. Ezekiel Elliott or Elijah Mitchell. No, no situational like base. No, nope, put it in a vacuum. Put it in a vacuum. Would you rather have Ezekiel Elliott or Elijah Mitchell? This one, you know. I think that part of the reason I love Eli Mitchell is because he's going late. I think that I'm getting a top 12 running back in the fourth, sometimes fifth round. Um, but then there's Zeke, who has proven throughout his career that he is an RB1, and he still was last year. Um, oh, boy, that's a tough one. If there's – I don't I don't know who I have. I don't know who I this have. This is your RB2. We'll just say that. Okay, this is my RB2. Um Give me Elijah Mitchell because hopefully I've got some really potent receivers at that point and I can okay. take a shot on a guy. I think that Elijah Mitchell has more upside than Zeke, but I think that Zeke could possibly be safer because the offense is going to be very good. We know what it can be. We don't know what the San Francisco offense can be with Trey Lance at the helm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, give me Elijah Mitchell. Give me the volatility there because I'm hoping that I got some really strong wide receivers if this is fourth round and I'm debating these two guys. I want to give you another one right off the bat. Um, in the fourth round, you need your tight end, George Kittle or Darren Waller. Throw it in a vacuum again. George Just Kittle or need Darren your tight Waller. End. Um, give me Darren Waller. I, I agree with yeah. that one. I like Waller's chance. I don't like either for this year, um, but Darren Waller's starting to heat up to me again. I think he's got a higher chance than George Kittle. Just the team. It just sounds so much safer yep. than what Kittle's team is looking like. What do you got for me? Okay. So, scenario four. Um, so, you have two injury-prone running backs. Um, you have CMC, Saquon, a situation we talked about earlier. So, you have CMC and Saquon and Keenan Allen. That's who's on your roster. Round four, pick seven. You don't have the potent wide receiver. You have Keenan Allen. Again, a guy we talked about earlier, a more safe, not really volatile guy. On the board, Pittman, Etienne, and Mitchell. Ooh. Oh, this is... This you is... Have, so, so you have two risky running backs and one wide receiver one, but not a weak winning wide receiver one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Michael Pittman here. Because I think Travis Etienne and Elijah Mitchell are would just be drafting a third risky running back, especially in the fourth round. Um, so I'm going to go Michael Pittman. I think he's the safe top 18 wide receiver. So um, Keenan Allen might not be the strongest wide receiver one. He might even be a high end wide receiver two. But so will Michael Pittman and both are going to be consistent in their volume to the point where I can get consistent results out of that group. Maybe I take a little more risk on later in the wide receiver department, but back to running back, I have CMC, I have Saquon. It's a fourth round. 
I don't want to like Travis Etienne is very risky at this point. Um, I really like him. I'm really high on him. I'm willing to take a shot on him um, as my flex piece, but this early on, no, I'd rather have my third running back be like Kareem Hunt in the sixth or seventh round. I already have two running backs that I'm taking shots on being top five running backs. Um, maybe Saquon lesser so than CMC. I would rather have my third option be safe guys such as AJ Dillon, um, Kareem Hunt, even Tony Pollard, three, three guys that are going to be cheaper, uh, two to three rounds cheaper for me to buy. Um, yeah, so I guess even with two risky running backs, I'm in the fourth round, I'm not willing to triple down on the running back position, especially with a weak wide receiver one in Keenan Allen. I'd rather have a strong wide receiver two than a third running back that has high potential, high risk opportunity. If if I ever have the balls to pull the trigger on CMC and Saquon in the same draft, I think that I've got to show up my running back spot as soon as possible, like before all the value leaves the board, at least. I, Kareem Hunt would be gr- a great find, but people are going to be targeting him in those late rounds. So you're you're really, if you don't go running back here, you you're going to struggle finding a, a second guy who can really. Yeah, um, this is this is interesting. If I were to if I were to want a third running back, I'd take Travis Etienne at this spot. Um, but yeah, that one that one hurts my brain. It's a mm. little hard to think about because you think in the fifth round, um, there's good receiver value and like Cortland Sutton, maybe Mike Williams, um, Pittman could even fall to you then. Yeah. But I'd rather I'd rather get a strong wide receiver too. Um, though a duo of Keenan Allen and Michael Pittman's nothing flashy, but it's going to consistent, be, be honest, work, get you points week in, week out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to flip it to you. You're in the seventh round and you're targeting your starting quarterback. Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are your top two options. I'll throw in Aaron Rodgers just to hurt your brain. Oh, boy. Which are those um, I think the first one that I can cancel out would be Aaron Rodgers just because he's I think the only... he'd already be drafted at this point anyways yeah in drafts but yeah. um I I know three those three are very close to each other but Prescott, in my heart they're also very close to each other Prescott um, or Russell Wilson then. so Prescott or Russ I'm going to go Russ there because I he has t- uh, QB1 upside this season on the new team in Denver I don't see QB1 upside for Dak I see more Ooh. consistency for Dak I think that he will be good. I think that it's it is it is close for me to pick between these two guys. But with a quarterback in a later round, I'm gonna take a shot on a guy who I think can finish number one overall. And I don't see that happening for Dak with the absence of Amari Cooper now and no Michael Gallup for some time. It's just CD Lamb and Dalton Schultz and the two running the the two-headed running back duo. Um so yeah, give me Russell Wilson there. The offense is going to be potent with Sutton, Judy, Patrick possibly Hamler, um, Ogundobadobo. Yeah. I can't say it. Alberto. <laughs> yeah. Ocklu, I don't even know how to spell it, but yeah. okay. So in a vacuum, Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. That's funny because Wilson is going around and a half later than Dak mm. Prescott in most drafts. Yeah. So I think I might wait in this situation really, but um, yeah, if I were to have to make a choice, Russell Wilson over Dak, I think that Dak's a great quarterback and he will be top five, but I think, Top seven, but I think that um, Russell Wilson has more of a chance to finish higher. So, 
the okay. Russell Wilson in that situation. Okay. You got one more scenario for me. I we'll, do have one more. What is it? When do you take your QB or tight end is what I have it labeled as. So it's round six, pick one. You have five guys. I have some names here. I'll throw them out real quick. Eck, Lenny, Evans, Deontay, and Sutton. So you're set at receiver. You're set at running back. You got your flex filled out. Um, do you, A, take Kareem Hunt to provide that third serviceable running back position? B, Jalen Hurts or C, Dalton Schultz? Oh, this one's really easy for me, and that's yeah. Dalton Schultz. He's far and away the best value pick out of anyone in this draft. You are drafting the – he's being drafted as a tight end seven when really I think he's the tight end three. Um, that's what he was last year. I don't think he's going to perform any worse by all means la than last year. I mean, you got to replace 160-something targets between Mari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Um, you're in Michael Gallup's not there at the beginning of the year. Dalton Schultz is one of two components to this Dallas passing attack that's staying consistent between him and CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think he's the best value because you're drafting him as the cusp tight end right at that fall off between upper half tight ends and um, weaker tight end ones. And he's the cheapest elite tight end option there. And I'm going to try and get him on my roster every draft, whether it's the mid fifth or the mid six, I'm going to try and get him there. See, I knew you'd pick Schultz. I have, tell me why you pick Schultz <laughs> written down too. But I think this is a, a fair question because it's when both of them are going. Jalen Hurts has QB one upside. Kareem Hunt is, I think Kareem Hunt's the first one to go out of the two, out of the three of these guys in, in like when you're rationing, ration, rationalizing through it. Sorry. Yeah, um, um, you definitely want to take a risk on either an elite QB or an elite tight end. I'd go with an elite tight end because I think I can find an elite QB later or at least a okay tight or quarterback later. I think the fall off between what Jalen Hurts is probably going to be um, from him to like say Matt Stafford is a lesser gap than between Dalton Schultz and even Dallas Goddard. I think Schultz is, I picked him as my value vault. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote a piece about him. You can go to our blog section on our website. That's at www.wagmefantasy.com. If you want to read more about why I think Dalton Schultz is the best pick you could have in your draft. Um, so, yeah. I know. In any draft I'm doing with you, I'm going to have to really watch Schultz because I'm also very high on him. I would also take Schultz in this situation and wait on quarterback. It, it does change if this is a super flex league, I think, and Jalen Hurts is somehow there, or oh, but it will, will never he, happen. He'd be gone in like yeah. the third round or super if, flex. Yeah, or if there is in a league with some sort of extra value to quarterbacks, I don't know, six points per touch, passing touchdown, or something like that. I think you. I'd wait and get Matt Stafford. Then. Yeah, or yeah, okay. So you're still going Schultz in most situations. I got, I got two more real quick ones. So you. Punted quarterback down to the eighth round. You didn't worry about it. You have, who cares? You have the rest of your team figured out in the first seven rounds. You contemplate between pulling the trigger on Trey Lance or taking Matt Stafford. What do you do? Um, Matt Stafford, I think that Trey Lance is super scary. Um, he has the the physique, the talent, and the play style to be an insanely good fantasy quarterback. But the fact that they haven't traded Jimmy G makes you think, is nah, Trey Lance he's getting cut? He's getting yes. cut. Yes. Okay. But they haven't done anything with Jimmy G makes you think, 
is Trey Lance good? They're paying Jimmy G, I think, $26 million. Like, it's hard to it, – it, everything going on there is just weird. You don't know what's happening. I, I think that Trey Lance will be the starter. I, I, I'm not doubting that. But it makes me wonder if he's good because there is so much hesitance from the Niners to just do something with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like they're keeping him around as long as possible. Um, maybe because they see something that we don't have the ability to see. The Niners beat writers are never accurate. They can never tell us who's going to be the starting running back. Um, so I'm not surprised that they can't tell us whether or not Trey Lance is good. And I'm scared of Trey Lance. So yeah, give me Stafford there. I, I don't see a reason not to take Stafford there. I'd take Lance, um, take on upside, and then probably follow it up in round 10 with like Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, that's just me because I want that upside at that quarterback position. Um, Stafford's a little safer, but that means the ceiling's capped off. I think Trey Lance has the ceiling to be a, a, the, a top three quarterback. So that's me personally. Um, but one last one, you are drafting for wide receiver depth. You're looking for your wide receiver four in round 10. DeAndre Hopkins or Juju Smith-Schuster? Um, give me Juju. I'll take the shot with um, – who has the guy who has the best chance, I think, to be the wide receiver one in Kansas City as opposed to Sky Moore and MVS um, with the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, yeah, give me Juju there. I don't want DeAndre Hopkins six game absence. Yeah, I'll love to have him afterwards. But if it's round 10, I've got receivers. I've got running backs. I've got a team already set. So let me let me take the shot on someone who could finish as a Everybody's sleeping on Juju. I think that he's the best receiver in that room on what can be one of the best offenses in the NFL again. And I think that he has a chance to finish top 15, even higher. If, I'll if take everything goes right. I'll take your reasoning and be like, I got my team figured out already. I have wide receiver depth. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins as my wide receiver for okay. because he is arguably a wide receiver one for 11 weeks. Yeah. Um, after he returns from his suspension, he could be a, a really elite wide receiver. Um, if I'm drafting for depth and if I already have three guys above him that I can start for the first six weeks comfortably, it's definitely D hop. Um, you're getting a, an elite wide receiver option in the round 10 area. He's definitely got a higher probability of being a top 20 wide receiver than Juju does um, for the last two thirds of the season. So that's my reasoning. Okay, fair. You want the playoff push from DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. I understand that. The That was fun. We're probably going to do a lot more of these because I think they're the best exercise to yeah. really prepare you for your draft instead of talking about uh, running back rankings or something boring like that. Let's give you actual live scenarios. Um, if, if you want to hear a scenario, let's talk about it. Please um, reach out to us. You can contact us on any of our Twitter or socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Wagner Fantasy. We'd be happy to contact you there. Or you can email us directly if you're a little more old-fashioned. Football at WagmeFantasy.com is our email address. Uh, visit our website at www.wagmeFantasy.com. Subscribe to our newsletter to ensure that you give yourself a higher probability of being that championship manager this year. Um, and sure up your managing process. And yes, we'll be having this out to you very soon. Um, looking forward to the next one. Thanks for joining us, guys. Happy Wagging Friday.